What's up, everyone, and welcome to Project X Talk, an Xbox podcast episode number 108, presented by Save the Game Media. I'm your host, Kevin, and I am joined by my co-host, Mr. Physical Copy himself, Ethan. How you doing? Uh, shout out to Taylor Swift. She's first musician in history to be the top 10, like literally the top 10 Billboard songs. All of them are from her new album, oh, 1 through 10. And then like 14, 15, 16 or also. It's kind of nuts. Her new album, Slaps. Go check it out, my fellow Swifties. Uh, but I'm doing good, Kevin. Uh, I'm trying to get back into drinking tea. It's healthier. I hear it's healthy. Um, to me, it just tastes like hot water. But, you know, people are telling me it's good for you. So here I am drinking tea, listening to Taylor Swift. It can't get any better than this, Kevin. How are you, man? You have named... <laughs> Right off the bat, you're going yeah. in with two things that I do not enjoy. Right. Yeah. Tea, disgusting. Hot drinks yeah. in general, disgusting. Okay. Taylor Swift, too, though. What? Oh. Hold what? on, Kevin. What? You thought the Minecraft kids were bad. You better watch out for the Swifties. You better watch what you say right now. I'm telling you, they're going to come for you. The Taylor Swift brigade can come for me, okay? My, Kevin, Kevin, right here? Swifties. 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 Thank right you. here. This is where you just tweet me. Okay. <laughs> you heard him, folks. Go get him. <laughs> um, for audio listeners, I was pointing to the box where it says my social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I like very few Taylor Swift songs. Like, So do you very... like her back in her old stuff when she was a little more country, or do you like some of her oh, more abso- poppy stuff? You don't absolutely care for the country. Not. Yeah, absolutely so. not the country stuff. Her, her more poppy stuff is where. Mm-hmm. But like her i remember she she first of all she's putting out far too many albums lately far too talking about she put out like two albums during the pandemic that's too many albums objectively too many albums i don't even remember what her last album was called so let me look this up about folk songs it was so boring oh nobody cares about folk music all right that was that didn't count this one though is a bop kevin I, i encourage you to go check it out she put an album out in 2019, 2020. Okay. Then she put a re-release in 2021, and now she has 2022. Too many She's albums. Taking the Taylor. Call of Duty approach. Too many albums. But Kevin, they're all good. Like she's top ten in her fourth year in a row dropping an album. Top ten every single I, song. I saw that. I saw a statistic. Okay, she beat Drake. All right, not an accomplishment. Drake's ass too. Kevin, uh, <laughs> you need to stop. <laughs> I don't want to get canceled along with you, okay? The only thing Drake did well was be on Degrassi, all right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he, he ain't a good rapper. I'm sorry. He just ain't wow. a good rapper. Wow. Okay. okay. Uh, believe it or not, this is an Xbox podcast where we talk mm-hmm. about video games and not our favorite pop stars. So. <laughs> If you like that, we are live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time right here on YouTube. If you can't catch us live, we post every Friday morning on your favorite podcast service. While you're over there, please drop us a review rating, whether that's Apple, Spotify. We appreciate it. Helps the algorithm, helps this show grow, which we have been doing recently. I want to I give a shout out to all the new listeners. I see you. I recognize. Thank you so much. Well, those shorts helping us out. If you want to interact with us, please come join the Discord. The link is down in the description below. Chat and games, sports, movies, anything you want to talk about. And Extra Life 2022. This is the last time I can give you this specific plug because tomorrow, Friday, or if you're listening to this on audio like many of you are, I will be on my way to Rome, New York to meet up with Taylor, the host of our No Limits PlayStation podcast, and Sean Capri and Mr. Badbit, a.k.a. Joe, and uh, Kyle from the Trophy Room for the Carpool Cross Save the Game Media Cross Trophy Room Extra Life stream, 25 hours. It's going to be live on our channel, Carpool's channel, um, and the Twitch channel for the Trophy Room, I believe, is where they're streaming over there. But we are raising money for sick children. We are giving away tons and tons of prizes. You can still get your donations in. Every $10 gets you a chance at winning things like God of War Collectors, 
uh, edition, uh, another digital copy of that. A thousand games Carpool Gaming is giving away. You can win a year of Game Pass Ultimate. You can get on Sean Capri's family plan for the Nintendo. He's got some spots open. And just announced if we get to our goal of 5,000, which we're at 3,300, I believe. Wow. So if we can get to our goal of $5,000, yeah, I think we can easily do it with your support. Guys. Sean Capri has agreed to change his profile picture on Twitter for six months to Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> and Mr. Badbit is going to shave his head and dress up as Kratos from God oh, War for the next awesome. Trophy Room episode. So, <laughs> oh, that's so cool. <laughs> if that sounds good to you, please donate. That link is in the description down below. Thank everyone for supporting. Uh, we are doing this for uh, community member Marcus O'Neill's son, uh, Miles. We're raising money for the hospital he goes to and, and other silk sh sick children. This will benefit them. So really would appreciate any support. And next week, you won't hear me ask you for more money. So thank you. Um, Do we have but, any insight on what games you guys... I know there's going to be a Smash tourney, some other stuff going on. Do you, do you guys know what you're filling in for those 25 hours? Um, yes. Kind of. We have a games list. Okay. So there's going to be, there's going to be some Halo. There's going to be some Fall Guys. There's going to be um, probably some, uh, we're trying to focus on couch co op stuff. So yeah, probably yeah, yeah. some Mario Strikers, Shredder's Revenge. Oh, you're going to love that. <laughs> yeah. The only, <laughs> actually, it would probably be good in person. It's, it really just sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no. So we've got a whole list of, of games. It's going to be a really good time. Um, if you, if, People want to join during the 25 hour live stream, depending on what game we're playing. There might be spots like Fall Guys or whatever. Fall right? guys? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Um, but stay tuned. It'll be live 10 a.m. Eastern Time right here on Save the Game Media's YouTube channel. You can watch it and everyone will be there. It'll be a good time. But if you'd like to support us further, head on over to patreon.com slash save the game media. Choose the tier that's right for you, like our current Patreon supporters. Bucky Blue, Hopple, Alpaca Tom, Amon, SAZ, Fabulous Brianna, Brianna's mom, Brianna's brother, Brianna's wife, Anna Hudak, Nikolai at night, Cypher Primus, Brendan Myers, Marcus O'Neill, and our newest patron, Always B. Thank you for your support. We appreciate every single one of you. And Ethan, now that we got housekeeping out of the way, we're going to start by asking one simple question. And that question is, what you been playing? All right. Uh, Modern Warfare 2. I'm going to jump right out the gates with this. Um, the best Call of Duty campaign that I've played in a very, very long time. I would argue since the original Modern Warfare 2. And before people start accusing me, oh, you're just nostalgic fanboyism, it's completely different. It has the same characters, but it's a completely different storyline. The multiplayer is completely different. Different guns, different maps. This isn't a remake or a remaster of Modern Warfare 2. This is a, a reimagining. I think that's another word that we can use in the game industry for uh, for a game that's coming out like this. Um, but it's it's incredibly fun. The multiplayer is really fun. I've been playing a lot of ground war, uh, working on my sniping skills. I'm getting better once I get back into the groove of things. Uh, so that's been a blast. Um, the campaign is really fun. I beat it in about three different sessions. Those sessions ran a little long, so it'll probably be more for other people um but you have all your classic characters you got soap you got ghost um and and it's just awesome to have those characters back because they were pretty much the peak of call of duty at least for me and i think for a lot of players um and it's just really exciting to see a brand new story surrounding those characters and meeting new characters along the way um and i think the campaign's really well done there's a lot of variety in gameplay there's like survival areas sniping overwatch missions like in the c-130 um there's stealth missions there's action missions there's there's so much different stuff to do in this campaign and i'm e i'm even thinking about going back and replaying some levels just because they were so cinematic and exciting to play through the first time i can't imagine that they're going to be a bad experience another time through um and also i want to go back for some achievements because the achievement list on this game is awesome kevin this isn't just oh play the game and you get half the achievements no pretty much every achievement is tied to doing like specific tasks within the mm -hmm. levels but it, it's like fun like most of them okay. are like goofy and fun or like shoot a guy in a porta potty before soap does or something like that like little things like that it's just a lot of goofy stuff some of it's like stealth based like don't get caught in the first four mm -hmm. minutes of this game or don't get caught here some of it's skill based like that which i'm fine with i can grind out some of those 
Um, but the the achievement list looks like it's going to be fun to go through. But right now, I'm been sinking my teeth into the multiplayer. Um, so really happy with this release. This is the first time I've been in the Call of Duty ecosystem, like fully in in on it since I would say Black Ops Two, uh, which was I feel like over a decade ago at this point. If I remember correctly, Black Ops 2? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think it was because Ghosts was 2013, 14. Yeah. And it, wasn't it before that? When did Black Ops 2? I come think out? Black Ops 2, and then it was Ghosts, and then it was Black Ops 3. Then it 2012. was 2012. Like yeah, decade 2012. ago. 2012. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, damn, it's been a while. Uh, I've, I've dabbled in Cold War and Vanguard trying to get back into it, but it's never really hooked me. But Modern Warfare 2 definitely got its talents. I mean, that's really cool i love it i love being back in the ecosystem um the next game i've been playing is the legend of did i forget the name of the game kevin the legend the tyranding is that what Tian, it is tianding tianding yeah the legend of tianding this is a 2d side scrolling beat-em-up game it's sort of styled like a comic book where you're actually like running through the comic book strips you don't see the whole comic book but that's kind of just generally what it is. It's like a comic book art style um, mixed with kind of a Chinese art style and an anime art style kind of wrapped up into one. Um, it takes place in Taiwan at the turn of the century, the 1800s to the 1900s turn of the century, not this most recent one. Um, and it's basically you're in occupied Taiwan, which for those of you that don't know, Japan occupied Taiwan for decades back during that time period. And you're, you're kind of a thief like a robin hood type character that's trying to sort of liberate taiwan from the japanese occupiers um because they're being brutal you know sending their military police to like suppress civilians and then beat up uh, homeless people and stuff like that so you're trying to open up this tomb to kind of distribute a bunch of wealth to people and all the while you got to fight these government guys and these uh, big businessmen working with the japanese government uh, but it's it's just a really classic fun 2d beat-em-up game i mean if you were a fan of uh, teenage mutant ninja turtle shredder's revenge which i very much so was um this game's right for you um each uh there's about like six dungeons that you delve in there's lots of secret areas that you can find chests there's collectibles 145 collectibles throughout the entire game that you can find and what's cool about the collectibles is that each one you find gives you some sort of a buff so like if you find this stamp from this government official uh, it'll give you like plus 5% coins dropped when you break pots or something like that. Like each collectible you find, you actually get a little thing to read, learn about a little bit of history, and then it gives you a buff for it. So you kind of have an incentive to go out and find these collectibles and try and find the secret areas within the uh, the level. Uh, Traversal is really fun. Um, you get to use like a slingshot to grapple on certain areas and try and get over spike traps or like fire traps and or like poison pits or something like that. There's lots of different enemy types um it's it's just been a really good time i'm on the final boss fight right now i got it paused it's really oh, hard wow. it's really hard <laughs> like the final boss fight is difficult as hell um, how, how long is it uh so how long to beat pegs it at about six hours okay not too bad. i i would say four to five Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't think it's going to take me six hours, but the final boss fight is extremely difficult. So we'll see how much longer it takes for me to beat him, uh, or at least I'm having a hard time with it. I could just be bad. You know, that's also the the option there. Uh, but so far, the battles have se seemed pretty even. Like, it, it, it's pretty well balanced, I think. Especially the boss battles have been really fun, too. Each, each new boss is unique. They have their own mechanics, their own attacks. You kind of see a pattern going there, and you you get different uh, objects within the little arena that you're in during the boss battle to sort of use, whether it be your grapple hook or once you get the double jump, you can kind of jump off of walls and do like wall jumps and stuff. So each arena is kind of set up differently for you to utilize different ways to traverse around that character and dodge their attacks, which is really cool. So I'm having a blast with it. I'm having a blast with it. Uh, <laughs> yes. I, I, uh, Court Lalonde trolling me in the chat here. Uh, <laughs> We're just I a will... bunch of Xbox here. It's okay. Yeah, we we could do. You know, Court you know, he moved over. To, he's on a PlayStation show. You know, he thinks he, I reviewed God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Court. Um, no, so what I've been playing this week. Um, I will start with the quick things. I have jumped into Persona Five Royal. Okay. I have barely, I have barely made a, anything. I literally haven't done anything. Okay. Um, <laughs> I got Arsene, which is, I think is about where you got to, judging by your achievement, because you probably, probably the, yeah. the only one. Um, I just 
something I just wasn't feeling like great. You've already uh, completed this game twice. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one hundred no, hour once, video. Once, oh, once. once. Okay, once, I keep once. thinking you did it twice. Uh, but I did go back and get my Plague Tale Requiem hundred percent. I saw that. So I needed Congrats. my needed the secret chests. I knew what I thought. I knew what three I needed. Uh, I knew two of the three. It turns out. So, oh, so you didn't need to replay the whole thing and get them all in one playthrough? No, I went back to my old save file and used chapter select. And the chapter select of this game is way better than the first one because you can mm-hmm. go down to the subsection. Yes, I love that about which it. Which is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew the two and I knew right where they were that I need two out of the three I needed. And then the third one that I thought I needed turns out I didn't need that one. So then I'm <laughs> sitting here. I'm like, what one didn't I get? Yeah. Turns out. It was in chapter four. I loaded up chapter four of the subsection and the chest is staring you in the face. Really? As soon as you load it up. So I was like, popped it. I was like, great. Done to this game. Uh, phenomenal. Still my game of the year. And Let's see if Ragnarok beats it. Considering these reviews, I, oh, I cannot wait to play God of War Ragnarok. Real quick on Requiem. I want to, something that is annoying about this game to me that some game developers just haven't figured out yet. Why do I need to basically create a new save if i want to go back and do chapters why do i need to duplicate my full save file and so that i can like replay a mission because every time you replay a mission it's like oh it'll get rid of all the progress you know what i'm talking about with requiem you can't just hop back into a chapter you basically have to restart you, you can when you beat the game yeah when you beat the game but it still erases all the stuff up forward of that point that you reload into so i had to like duplicate my save that was fully completed and then do another and then do another one so that i could like go into chapter select i'm not sure what you so like my so i have two files on my xbox right now i right. have my original playthrough which is yeah. through chapter 17 and then i have my new game plus playthrough mm-hmm. and that is up to like 12 or something i didn't finish new game plus because i got all the achievements i don't need to so yeah. when i wanted to get these chests i just went to my old save file went to chapter select and then just chose the chapter i wanted it didn't matter like it didn't get rid of anything all 17 chapters are still accessible to me it just if you're in the middle of a chapter it says it'll you'll lose your progress for that chapter but i've done all 17 so i'm not losing anything Okay, that might have been a self-imposed thing on me then that I misunderstood. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, okay, so I talked about that. The other game I got to talk about, and I this is the game I couldn't talk about last week. The embargo is up as of yesterday, though. Or, yeah, yesterday. Yesterday morning, the embargo dropped. My review is up on the channel. Uh, it's up on all audio feeds for the Entropy Center. Uh, thank you to Playstacks, W Games, and uh, Evolve PR for sending us the code for this game. This game was phenomenal. Um, I think I said in my review, I did not expect this to be one of the best gaming experiences I had this year, but it absolutely is one of the best, um, especially if you love puzzle style games such as portal portal 2 that it's very heavily inspired by that type of game the the premise is you are a character named aria you wake up alone on the moon on this research facility and you get an ai companion she named her name's astra she's hilarious she cracks me up the entire game and you have to solve puzzles to gather entropy energy to rewind time well, rewind the earth. You're not rewinding time. You're rewinding objects to previous points. So you have to rewind the earth to save it from cataclysmic events. And the puzzles are just so much fun. Like genuinely, they're a lot of fun. You have different types of cubes. Ones can make bridges. Some shoot lasers. Uh, some are bounce pads. And you just, what is going on? Squishmallows? My, my wife just came back from the grocery store and she's handing me a bunch of stuff right now. She got a little squishmallow. Look at this guy. It's cute. Yes. Yeah, sorry to interrupt, but she's no, just no. handing me stuff. It's all right. It's all right. I was just like, you know, I couldn't, couldn't let it slide by. So this game, though, like the puzzles start off in a very, here's the new mechanic. It tells you new puzzle mechanic introduction. It's like bridge cubes. It's like put a cube down to make a bridge. Um, and then it starts off very simple puzzles. And there's like five or six puzzles in each act. Um, so really not that long, especially because I'd say, 
especially in the early chapters, you're probably going to blow through those like maybe five minutes a puzzle. Um, but then as you get more complicated, they obviously build upon earlier. So like, Hey, we remember this mechanic from earlier stuff. We're going to combine it with the new one, uh, to make a little more complicated puzzle. I don't ever think the puzzles will get like bash your head against the wall hard. And I definitely think I solved some of the puzzles. I'm like the developer definitely did not mean for me to solve it this way because <laughs> I was exploiting some of the like game mechanics. I remember when the last puzzles I did. I couldn't figure it out. I was like, I need somehow to get a jump pad up there. So what I did was use, I I had two jump pads. So I bounced the other jump pad on the jump pad. And then when it was in the air, I grabbed it. And I was like, this is definitely not what you're supposed to do. You but see, I don't know how. That's the beauty, though, of these sandbox type games, whether it be a puzzle game or a platformer, is that you as the player have so much freedom to sort of break the game. And I love it that developers don't really restrict you in that sense. So it sounds like that this game was developed very well <laughs> because I love it that you have physics that you can kind of break and find different ways to get through a puzzle. It's really, really cool. Yeah, for sure. And I would say this game allows for for not over, not a crazy amount of exploration because most of them it's like, okay, that's probably how they intended me to solve it uh, because right. a lot of it is like you need switches activated to move on. But there were times where I was like, I'm walking on like the edge of like the geometry <laughs> and I was like, yes. they didn't mean for me to be up here, but uh, it's, it's what we're doing. So yeah, a lot of fun. Highly recommend. It's out now on uh, Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. It is $25. For it took me nine and a half hours. Highly recommend. Very well worth, worth the price. Yeah, worth the price for sure. If, especially if you like those style of games. So, um, yeah, super. That looks super like a speedrunner's dream too. That game's gonna get some speedrunning community mm -hmm. stuff going on. I can't. I can't wait to see that. It's really. I cool. bet. I bet for sure. Because some of the. I just want to see like some of the weird ways people get through puzzles. Because I was watching. <laughs> I was watching some other reviewers, and I was like, "That is not what I did. I don't. I do not <laughs> know. Not what I did. <laughs> I don't know if they're just like doing things to record it, but that is not how you got through that puzzle, <laughs> as far as I know. Uh, yeah. No. Really, really good story though. Uh, some heartwarming moments. Some good twists. Um, the story is told in between the puzzles as you're like walking through the there's no cut scenes or or like it's an indie game right so you're yeah. gonna get a lot of like narrative explanations um but really good voice acting really good dialogue i i really enjoy the game so what did you say the name of that uh sort of overseer was the one that talks to you as you're playing the game uh the ai yeah the ai so the ai in your gun is named astra astra how would you compare astra to like glados is glados sort of the benchmark here like is that kind of how she is i mean or? i i assume that's what most people will compare right the game because it is it is like a human and an ai companion exactly. yeah um i personally me i think i like this game more than say a, a portal like a mm. portal it didn't really ever do it for me i maybe i connect with like i think the character's funny like i think that's really what so there is some comedy beats in oh this, like lots of comedy good like, stuff yeah uh one like one of her jokes was um she just randomly you walk into a room she's like did you know that cats purring lower their heart rate by 15 percent?" and she's like why are you telling me this he's like in your employee profile you're subscribed to cat facts and i was like <laughs> what and then she's like she's like why am i subscribed to that he's like do you want me to unsubscribe and she's like no no, no. <laughs> like just crack me up funny. like it's just a silly little interaction yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. this game really does seem like a big love letter to portal and that makes me so happy because it deserves that we, we've seen a lot of games recently be kind of like love letters to its sort of uh creative like inspirations and i really enjoy those type of games and it's not a clone that's what i like about it it's, mm -hmm. it isn't it, it, it's inspired but it's a very much its own thing and right. it has it has things sets apart it's reviewing very well i'm happy to see that Good. because like whenever i whenever i have a review and we don't grade things here we recommend or don't recommend yeah things, but um I was very much like waiting for the reviews because I'm like, if I'm the only one that thought this game was phenomenal, I'm going to feel really weird. And then I wasn't. So luckily, uh, everyone else. You should be really used it. to that by now. Hating yeah. <laughs> games that are universally loved and loving games that are universally hated. That's the Kevin like way of doing things. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying if God of War Ragnarok isn't isn't amazing. 
Right? Oh, if you say I God of War is bad. I'll be, the first, I'll be the first one to let you know, all right? Oh, no. All right. Well, we can move on, Ethan. Uh, so have a seat while I grab some books from the library and tell you this week's stories. Story number one. Uh, I titled it, Onoma is No More. Uh, announced by Jason Schreier on Twitter, Onoma formerly known as Square Enix Montreal, is shutting down three weeks after changing their name and officially being acquired by Embracer Group. As reported by Schreier, quote, Anoma was part of the acquisition that saw Embracer take control of Eidos Montreal and the Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, and Legacy of Kane franchises. The company informed staff at 2 p.m. Eastern uh, in a meeting today that Anoma is shutting down as the company pivots to focus only on PC and console. There's another part to the story I want to get to, but uh, first reaction to uh, Anoma shutting down. Yeah, uh, obviously any studio shutting down, it, it happens, but it sucks because people lose their jobs and, you know, they're out of work and they got to figure out what to do with themselves. But, you know, that's the nature of business, of capitalism, of work. You know, sometimes you lose your job, but it does suck anytime. But I think what hurts more in this situation is that the fact that they went through so much trouble of renaming the studio and like there was a lot of employee sort of participation in the renaming process i i think internally they probably felt like yeah we're gonna keep being a studio we're gonna stay stay here and we're now just gonna be owned by embracer group um so i can imagine their mentality within that studio being like god it's a fresh start away from the square enix parent company we're a noma now we're our own thing this is exciting and and then two weeks later, you get the email in your inbox. I'm like, we're done. <laughs> like, I can just imagine how crushing that is going from a high of like, oh, we got new new bosses. We got new heights. We got new things to do. We got a big financial backer now. We're excited just to being plunged down into the depths. That, that just really sucks for this team. And I feel bad. Mm -hmm. And I can imagine how heartbreaking that is for everyone there. And it's it's something we haven't seen out of Embracer very much. They're known for acquiring everything, letting the teams work, yeah. putting out tons of, of A, double A style games. They're not known for shutting studios down. So this, yeah. this came as a, a big surprise, especially because they said they were just acquired. They did just change their name. They probably thought the future was bright. And now mm -hmm. some of the team members are moving over to other studios. I did. I do believe it said about 200 people are losing their jobs, though, Oof. which is rough for sure, especially yeah. because they went through a lot, you know, with the whole uh, merger acquisition or mm -hmm. acquisition merger. But uh, it, it it becomes very apparent in their statement because Embracer wants to focus on PC and console. And this was a mobile, primarily mobile game studio right. they made mobile games i think they made hitman go laura croft go and those games did come to i think playstation 4 i want to say but they mm. were primarily a mobile studio and if that doesn't fit in embracer's plans then there it really is no need for that studio i completely right. understand from a business perspective mm -hmm. why could they have simply been like you're going to make console pc games now i don't see why that isn't an option we heard phil spencer recently talk about how pc uh, developers are different from console or a P, uh, from a mobile developers so maybe there is something there where it's like excuse me they don't have the tool set needed right. yeah you would have to probably retrain a whole staff in order to make completely different and and to be fair too maybe that staff doesn't want to make console and pc games maybe they're comfortable in the mobile market that's mm -hmm. why they're working there in the first place so i mean who knows what kind of decision making that would have taken um but yeah it's it's sad either way it really is uh i mean Luckily, they're in a very dense spot. Oh, for, Montreal, yeah, for game developers. Ubisoft's so I, right there. I think they'll. I think they'll be okay. I don't mm -hmm. think they're going to be out of work long, especially in like game developers are in demand right now. Oh, so yeah. they should be okay. It's just especially mobile game developers. <laughs> it's it's weird to weird to see. It's a very very interesting mood from Embracer. But I have it, a oh go. No, I was gonna say it raises the question of why it was in the deal in the first place because i'm assuming this deal also involved other assets not just anoma or square enix montreal or whatever you wanted to call it and i wonder if it was just square enix trying to offload them just being like we don't really want this anymore we'll just throw this in as the bundle and embrace going i don't want this stuff <laughs> i, I think it. it i think it was very much uh 
selling their Western studio because only their Western studios. Right. Sold. They sold uh, Square Enix Montreal or Anoma, Eidos mm-hmm. Montreal, and then Crystal Dynamics. So yeah. it was very much a, we're getting rid of this. It's either take it all and these IPs or you <laughs> yeah. probably like, we'll find someone else. Yeah, that's true. I would have taken that deal too if I'm Embracer. That's a smart move. <laughs> yeah. So there were those another words. There was another <laughs> part to this story, and that is Eidos Montreal is apparently working on Fable. In the same report from Jason Schreier, he says, quote, Eidos Montreal, which remains intact, canceled the Stranger Things inspired, quote, kids on bikes game that rumored uh, was rumored recently and is now working on one, a new IP that's been recently rescoped. Two, a new Deus Ex game, which is very, very early in development. And three, their co dev partnerships with Xbox, including Fable. So, this is super interesting because this is the mm-hmm. first confirmation we've gotten that another team besides Playground is working on Fable. We've known Fable to be long in development by the team over there that made Forza. Um, everything's going well as far as we understand it. I think Matt Booty confirmed as much a few months ago. But now they're bringing in Eidos Montreal to help get it off the ground. Um, what do you What do you make of this? Um, it, it's cool. Eidos Montreal is a developer that um, I really enjoy their games. Obviously, we had Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy last year, which was one of my games of the year they're incredibly good at making it they had shadow of the tomb raider a few years before that um and then going back all the way to like thief and like all the deus ex games that they made they're they've been a quality developer for most of their history making really good third person sort of narrative adventure games um so to bring them in on this ip i think that's a really great idea um there's a lot of knowledge over there a lot of really good development like skills over there that i think uh playground could use because obviously like we, you said, Playground Games is known for Forza Horizon. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all they've made. They're a racing studio. Um, they're very good at what they do. But, I mean, to switch genres like that can probably be a bit jarring. So, and to call, call, phone a friend. I mean, it's, it's a great strategy. And uh, I think this is a great studio to reach out to and get some help. Um, these are two studios, I think, that are uh, really good at their job. And I trust them. And I think we're going to get a good Fable game out of this. And then the new game, obviously... You're always interested in a new IP. Let's see what it is. There's nothing really to talk about now because we don't know the details. And then a new Deus Ex game. Um, Deus Ex is a is a game series that a lot of people have been waiting for a new installment. I think the last one was 2017 with mm-hmm. Divided, Mankind Divided, if I'm remembering right. Um, yep, Mankind Divided. Mankind Divided, 2016. Okay, 12 uh, million copies. Wow. Yeah. It's a popular IP. A lot of people have been waiting for a new game. So that's cool. So it looks like Eidos Montreal is sort of spreading their wings a little bit, um, you know, getting out there and, and mingling uh, and, and making some cool new games for us uh, now that they're out of the shadow of Square Enix. So I'm really happy for them. Yeah, it's I, I don't have much to say on Deus Ex. I haven't played any of them, so I can't comment. Um, I did not know it was as popular as uh, collectively between Mankind Divided and uh, yeah. another one two um <laughs> ghostly march in the set chat says i never asked for this only quote <laughs> i know from that series uh which i i would agree but uh new ip cool i think embracer is already showing that when they said hey we're gonna bring back these old ips that we acquired they're already putting their money where their mouth is right like new yep. deus ex already we saw mm-hmm. a um a survey go out about legacy of Kane, so that's clearly like probably yeah. gonna come back at some point so they're already showing initiative here i think their partnership with xbox is super interesting because it's not the only team we know crystal dynamics another team acquired by embracer mm-hmm. is working on perfect dark with the initiative so it's weird because I've seen a lot of speculation and I saw some people uh, claiming Embracer is just keeping the studios warm for Microsoft. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense because why would Microsoft care about these studios without the IP? And there's no way Embracer is selling the IP that they just got. That's that's Embracer's game is accumulation of assets. They're not about to offload IP or like right now they're buying right now. Embracer is going to continue to buy for years guaranteed. 
So no, I do. I no, I don't think the they're keeping the studios warm for for Xbox. They bought these studios to make games for them, and these right. are IPs that people want. These are devs that have worked with it. So in my in my eyes, it doesn't make any sense. They're clearly just getting more money from some of their bigger development teams to help mm-hmm. Xbox with. They clearly have a good working relationship with Xbox, so why not leverage it? Because newsflash, guys, studios work on tons of games together. Yeah, this isn't do. an uncommon thing. Mm-hmm. And we also got to remember, too, that it, it could have been existing deals that Xbox had with Square Enix. And it could be contractual obligations just following through mm-hmm. the uh, the purchase, kind of like how we're seeing uh, some of Xbox's studios release exclusive to PlayStation, like Deathloop. Like that thing, ha- that happens all the time when you have contractual obligations, you got to follow through on it. So maybe th- there was a deal by with Square Enix a couple years ago or something back when those studios were still under their banner saying, hey, we're going to need some help developing these okay, games. Well, they're yeah. like, cool, yeah, let's go. Uh, so they're probably just following through on those. Yeah, if you look, a good example, if you look, go look at God of War Ragnarok, there's like nine studios listed that worked on that game. Wow, really? All right, so it's just a very common practice. Yeah. Uh, Even if it's yeah. just for like sound design here and there or like yeah. a, a couple extra stuff, like it doesn't have to be major development of the game. It's just little stuff. Yeah, Arkwing brought up the same point I did about uh, studios just working. It's so very common. Um, yeah. Eric, welcome. Game positive in the chat says a lot of Crystal Dynamics Eidos plans likely got reset after they got acquired. While new projects form, it makes sense to contract out these big dev teams to Microsoft while it gets resolved. It is extra money, too. Yeah. I mean, if you contract that Embracer wants the money, they want to reinvest that money into IPs that they can build up and, and release games. So it makes sense to work with big hitters like Sony or an Xbox just to make some extra spending cash for your own studios. Yeah. Uh, I will continue to be excited for Fable, one of my favorite Xbox franchises. So I'm. Oh, uh, that's I'm gonna be a big day, it. Kevin. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Cannot wait. But we can move on to story number two. Modern Warfare Two has had a huge launch, guys. So Activision Blizzard announced the recently released Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two. Uh, I put remake here, but you tell me it's not a remake. So uh, reimagining has generated $800 million in sales within the first three days of launch. Good Lord. This makes it the highest earning opening weekend for a Call of Duty game ever. Wow. $800 million. And you wonder why it costs Xbox, what is it, $57 billion? $69 billion. $69 billion to buy Activision Blizzard. And this is just one of their IPs, Call of Duty. This almost I guarantee you it's days. Yeah, it's gonna be over probably two billion. I would say two to two point five billion dollars in sales. And it's probably influxing a lot of people in the war zone who are gonna start buying battle passes and skins and all that stuff. I mean, it's just this is just printing money. Um, and it and it's awesome because I, I think the reason why it's having so much success is it's kind of it's doing exactly what I'm doing, it's bringing back those old players that sort of have just fallen off of Call of Duty and said, I don't want to deal with it anymore. The yearly releases, the games suck. They don't pay enough attention to campaign. This game, they came back. They had the name that invoked nostalgia in so many of the old Call of Duty players, and they delivered with a good experience, both in campaign and in multiplayer. So you still have that new blood coming in that are getting those yearly Call of Duty releases, and you're bringing back a lot of those older players that fell off a decade ago. Um, and I think that's what Modern Warfare 2 is doing so well. And uh, I got to tell you, it's it's been a blast. I'm playing the hell out of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. I'm back in it. Uh, they deserve all this success because this is a quality video game. I know we've you know laughed at Call of Duty for it feels like the better half of the last decade um about you know their junk games and like it's this is just shovelware you know they're just kind of giving us the same experience every single year um but this one feels different this one feels good in my hands it, the the gameplay feels good the multiplayer feels good um the the campaign feels good everything feels good about this game and i'm really really happy that it, that it's kind of coming back to its roots and it, and it just feels like a quality call of duty title one thing i will say we need campaign co-op i don't know what it is with these damn shooters kevin i tried to play co-op with uh garrett the other day and i can only play single player uh, which isn't the worst thing in the world, but I love campaign co-op, and I don't know why that's sort of a 
a feature Has, that we've lost in 2022. Call of Duty had campaign co-op? I've never, I've never played I believe Call of Duty so. campaign co-op. I want to say it did. I feel like I remember playing it. Again, I've been out of it for a decade, so maybe my memory's fuzzy. If anyone in the chat wants to hit us up, Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare 3, Black Ops, Black Ops 1. Do you guys remember if that campaign was co-op or not? I can't remember. I don't think they were because I've played I played every Call of Duty I played was was single player. Oh, then it just must have been a decade of brain rot that uh, <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Who knows? Arkwing I think says it I, did in Black Ops 3. I, I, I did play Black Ops 3. So maybe mm. maybe maybe they added it because I didn't play Black Ops 3. Either way, with or without campaign co-op, everything about this Call of Duty release is quality. This is a great video game, a great Call of Duty game, and I think it's worth everybody spending $70. This is a triple-A premium experience of a first-person shooter. It's absolutely incredible. Chat coming in here confirming Black Ops 3. Black Ops 3. The okay. only one that did. So. And I definitely played Black Ops 3, so it's possible that that's where I'm getting it from. Um Eric, game positive in the chat, says it's like more than the, the top three movie opening weekends this year combined, and that's even yeah. without selling a battle pass. That's yeah, I think Top Gun Maverick has only pulled in, what, like $1.2 or something like that right now in the that's box office? Crazy, and that's been out for months and months. It's been out, yeah, it's probably done with its theater run. It's, it's When I saw this, my, my first reaction was, holy crap, that's a lot of money, but also yeah. this is why Microsoft wants call like it also just reaffirms to me what we talked last week about how phil was like we're not taking call of duty off playstation right. if you're making eight almost one almost one yeah. billion dollars in three days opening weekend you would be insane to you're remove ridiculous. a large portion of yes. that spending base it, it just doesn't make sense financially in what world are you going to go to the microsoft uh, ceo and be like yo I got this idea, all right? I'm going to lose you about $1 billion. What do you think? Oh, my God. That cool, Sadia? And he's that like, sounds good. What are, you, what are you talking about? I just don't want Call of Duty on PlayStation anymore. And mm -hmm. then he's like, well, what's the reason? You know, if they're bringing in a billion dollars. Oh, Because fuck those Sony boys. ponies. Boys. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Keep it on every platform. You're making so much money. <laughs> It's nonsense. This this is crazy. This is a huge launch. Um, yeah. This, if I had to predict, I think this will probably go on to be the best selling call. Dude, I can't imagine because it's. I have yet to see anyone say anything bad about it. I saw dude. some people like, oh, IGN only gave it a six, but everyone I know that has played it said it is fantastic. They dude, like the this... campaign. They like the multiplayer. It's selling extremely well. I'm not hearing anything bad about this Call of Duty. Dude, this Call of Duty feels different. You know what I mean? Like, this just feels like I'm transporting back to when I was, what what age was I when in 2009, Kevin? Uh, I can't do math that quick. I was young. I was probably, like, in middle school. Like, was, this is this is transporting me. I don't know what I was, but this is transporting me back to that, Kevin. I mean, just the amount of fun I'm having jumping on this multiplayer i mean this just feels great um and and this campaign too i mean this is it was one of the most moving emotional exciting and cinematic campaigns i have ever seen in a first person shooter i would say and overall this is one of the greatest campaigns of a video game i've ever played uh even i guess in terms of a linear game because mm -hmm. uh, this obviously is an open world there's areas that are really big but um, this is a linear sort of campaign experience, and this is one of the better ones I've ever experienced. It's absolutely amazing. We know the budget for this game. Oh, oh we'll God, see. it's it's in the hundreds of millions, right? Like, uh, Call of Duty Marvel Part 2 has a staggering budget of $250 million. Well, they already made that back and then four times as much. Yeah. So, uh, crazy. When you're, you're talking <laughs> AAA. This you is triple A. You don't get more. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'm not a Call of Duty guy, but you got to respect it at this point. Like, you got to respect the, the craziness that is. You haven't you haven't needed to respect it the last few years. Nah, I'll not. absolutely give you that. This you have to respect Modern Warfare 2. This is an experience, folks. Well, if you want to play uh, Call of Duty with Ethan, hit him up. I'm sure he'll be down. Mel held the sniper mission. Hell yeah. I know. I know exactly what they're talking about. This is the good stuff. The ghillie awesome. suits. Oh, it's beautiful. Great.
looking forward. Uh, there's no Call of Duty. There's Warzone 2 next year, right? And then no. Warzone 2 Call... is already out, or am I crazy? No, no, no way. Warzone 2 release date. Not just... Call of Duty Warzone 2 will be available November 16th, 2022. Okay, never mind. It's oh, coming it's coming out, out like coming soon. out in a few weeks. What a perfect time to come out with Warzone 2 when you have this many players jumping into the ecosystem. Holy cow, how much money is this game gonna make, Kevin? <laughs> this That's is nuts. Okay, all right. I was gonna say, like, okay, they made their money this year on this one, then they got Warzone, but apparently Warzone 2's this year as well. So uh more money coming in for, for Activision Blizzard and then nuts. for for Xbox when the deal eventually goes through. Mm-hmm. Um awesome. Crazy, crazy stuff. Good for good for those developers. I mean, yeah, uh, the developers that worked on this game, they had to have worked so hard on it because it is such a polished, incredible experience. And I watched the entire credits. I always try and do that for games. I watched the entire credits, and it was heartwarming because um, they they give you like the development babies. You know how a lot of games do that. Oh like, yeah, what babies? Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, at the end, they give you like a little postcard of all the characters, and it's just like, thank you for playing our game. And it was oh. just ah. Oh, you guys did a great job. Shout out to all the devs out there. I think they really wanted to knock this one out of the park after last year uh, didn't didn't hit the highs that they expected. They really did, yeah. So we can move on to our November Game Pass update number one. So as we do twice a month here, we let you know what games are coming to Xbox Game Pass so you can plan your gaming accordingly. Available right now, we have The Legend of Tianding, Cloud Console PC, as Ethan was saying in the What You're Playing section. We have The Walking Dead, A New Frontier, and Michonne, the complete season for PC. We have Ghost Song, which is getting phenomenal reviews for Cloud Console PC. November 8th, we have Football Manager 2023 for PC and Football Manager 2023 Console Edition for Cloud Console PC. We have Return to Monkey Island for Cloud Console PC. November 10th, we get Vampire Survivors for console. November 15th, we get Pentiment for Cloud Console PC and Somerville for console and PC. So, Ethan, any of these games, well, I already know one you're playing, but any of those other games piquing your interest? Yeah, there's a ton on this list that I'm excited for. Obviously, like I said, The Legend of Tianding, I'm having a blast with that. Uh, Ghost Song looks like a really fun Metroidvania that I want to jump into uh, and give that a shot. Um, Return to Monkey Island, I keep hearing nothing but amazing things about it from everyone. I know it's one of those old school games that's a point and click adventure. Um, It would be cool. I I know it's probably meant to be played on PC, so if anything, I'll probably play it on my PC Game Pass um, because it is a point and click adventure. It's it's the whole point of it. Um, Vampire Survivors obviously blew up uh, on the Steam early, or I think it's Steam Greenlight right that really blew up not too long mm-hmm. ago uh, i've heard nothing but good things about that i probably won't play it because it's multiplayer only i believe um pentiment is something i've had my eye on for a while it looks unique it looks interesting uh at first i kind of dismissed it but after playing as dusk falls um i have tried to completely get rid of like my predisposition towards like not wanting to go into new art styles and stuff like that because i mm-hmm. wanted to ask dusk falls completely like this is going to be weird. I'm not going to like it. And it turned out to be one of the greatest games I played all year. Um, so Pentiment, I'm really excited for. I love Obsidian. I'm a big fan of that development studio. So I think they're going to put out a quality product. And then Somerville, I've heard a lot of people talking about that. I haven't seen anything about it. Like I, I completely don't know what this is. Um, oh. But I keep hearing people saying like this is a big deal. Um, so I don't know what it's about. I'm going to probably look into this more um, and and see what kind of game this is. Well, Ethan, lucky yes. for you. Uh, first of all, correction: Vamp- Vampire Survivors is single player. Oh, it um, is. Yes, okay, then that changes the game. <laughs> it's a roguelike shoot 'em up video game. Um, it's okay. an au- I think it's an auto battler. So you automatically oh, like never mind. It automatically attacks for you. I think you That's just move fun. the sprite. Um, it's getting tons of the the reviews are overwhelmingly positive. It's it's crazy. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's on Game Pass. That's the thing. I'm gonna check it out. You know, I'm 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 trying to get more into these smaller game indie game experiences because mm-hmm. I want to show some love to those indie developers out there because they're killing it this year, Kevin. Carrying the console markets because nobody's putting out first party games. <laughs> it feels like. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm excited. And then your other question, Somerville. 
mm-hmm. uh, is an upcoming video game and the debut title from independent oh, really? studio Jump Ship. However, the studio's co-founder previously co-founded Play Dead, which was a studio behind Limbo and Inside. Ooh, oh, I, oh, my heart's fluttering right now. <laughs> so Limbo and Inside. Like Limbo oh. and Inside. Stop. You're not telling me this. This is going to be another Limbo or Inside type game. Oh my! I need to check my pulse, Kevin. I might have a heart attack right here live on Project X Talk. Oh, I'm so excited right now. <laughs> I'm glad you're excited because I uh, I don't care for Limbo or Inside. Fair enough. I I understand. <laughs> you're not. It's caring, not for trust me. me. Just not for. I know exactly. Amon was really. Yeah. I think Amon was really high when he saw this one um, at the Xbox Showcase. Pentiment is a is a maybe for me. Um, I might wait for reviews. The art style really puts me off. Um, also, uh, yeah, I'm not sure how excited, like how much I'm going to be into the actual game. Um, I just there's not really much here for me. Honestly, the the most hype thing here for me is Football Manager 2023. <laughs> I figured you'd talk about that. <laughs> uh, because it's just I played 2022 a little bit. Um, it was one of those games where it's like, okay, there's there's nothing out right now. It's a dead period. I'm gonna download it, and then I'll make my team and and play it, like simulate a few games. But after a few hours, it does become like spreadsheet manager and then yeah. i'm like all right it's that's your to, job that's what you do for yeah it's time, <laughs> it's time to time to put this down but uh it, it can be fun for a for a kick about here and, and and then but i have no interest to return to monkey island i'm sorry like i know everyone likes it i know it's a big deal but point and click yeah. games are not for me that's a boomer game kevin not everyone it's not for everyone <laughs> yeah luckily God of War Ragnarok comes out next week, so I don't need to have a oh. Game Pass. I'll be, I will be on my my PS5 has not been on in like weeks, and now it's going to be on for be on the for next couple of weeks. So, We're right? excited so, for that over here on Save the yes, Game Media. Yes, yeah, sure. so you you can never accuse us of being fanboys no. on this. On We're this excited network, about okay? God of War. <laughs> we will play everything, um, and then Evil Dead is or Evil West, not Evil Dead. Evil West Evil is West. coming out. In a few weeks too, and I'm going to get that on Xbox. Play co-op. They put been putting out trailers. It looks so good. It really does, Kevin. I'm really excited about Evil West. I've been excited about it since I heard about it, and I've been just mm-hmm. waiting, salivating for this game. Focus doesn't let me down with the games they're publishing. We got oh, I really uh, don't. I, I will just say, speak of that, uh, Atomic Heart got a release date, February 21st, 2023. So I remember reading a story about how somebody went into like the, the what's it called the uh, the date the, co- the yeah it was officially confirmed video. though so it was, it was officially, officially confirmed yes okay. they officially announced it good stuff really yeah. excited for that one as well yeah, that's so a that's, that's a Game Pass game right there day and date so that'll come out a day before PlayStation VR two I believe so you can mm-hmm. you can either grab that or you can save you can either money. spend seven hundred dollars or fifteen dollars a month. <laughs> What are you gonna do? Just kidding. Oh. That'll be a good VR headset, but I ain't paying. It's not <laughs> worth the value right now. Like VR games, I need more if I'm gonna spend seven hundred bucks. <laughs> wow, we can move on. Last two stories here. Uh, EA and Marvel have a, struck another deal. So officially announced by Marvel Games, they have entered into a multi-title collaboration with EA or Electronic Arts to develop action adventure games for consoles and PC. The first game is the already announced. Iron Man with two more set to follow. So before I pass the review, I just want to get my thoughts out of the way. Uh, we talked about Iron Man a few weeks, months ago, times the circle. Who yep. knows? Um, and I said, like, Iron Man's my favorite Marvel hero. I'm super excited, like, super excited to see what they can do. I hope, I hope this is like the first real superhero game, like single player that that I'm all in on. Um, because like I, I like Spider-Man, but like I haven't played the games and I don't really feel like I need to. That's my brother loves Spider-Man. That's his favorite. Like he's over there doing his thing. Um, but Iron Man for me, I want to be that game. I, I know people love the Arkham series. Again, not not one I really particularly I'm not drawn to it. So what I want out of this deal is to see characters we don't see all the time. All right. Don't go to the Avengers and just pick like who else are we going to. Give me some some more like B tier, C tier Marvel heroes. Some like lower, some, some of the characters that are in Midnight Suns type of energy. I would love first first of all, I would love a Blade game. 
All yeah, right. Blade would be, cool. be dope. <laughs> but like I said, Doctor Strange, I think that would be cool. I think Doctor Strange could have a cool game. Um, Has he ever been in a video game? I'm trying to think back right now. He, he Ryan Turford yesterday on the Xbox Drive, which I was on the Xbox Drive yesterday. Shout out to uh, Carpool Gaming and go check that out. He told me the last playable game for Doctor Strange was Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Wow. So it's been it's been a while. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Since I grew up. <laughs> I love Hold that on. Song, dude. I love <laughs> so uh yeah, Ultimate Alliance was a uh, Ghost of March confirms in the chat. But yeah, no, I'm glad Disney did not give them another. You get this for 10 years exclusive, like they deal with Star Wars. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think this like exclusive to a single developer ever really works because what if they're bad? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like EA obviously had its troubles with Star Wars at the beginning. Um, but I, I, I gotta say, EA as a development or a publisher, I guess I should say, um, because they have a lot of stuff under their banner. Um, EA as a publisher and as a company have kind of turned around for me. Um, like I used to be one of those guys that was like EA sucks. They're the worst people in the in the industry. They they don't know what fans want. They make crappy games. They just want to suck money out of you. But I mean, they've been making some really quality video games recently, especially single player experiences. When we're talking about like Jedi Fallen Order, um, one of the best Star Wars. I I guess I could even argue the best. No. It's not better than Star Wars Nice Old Republic. I refuse to say that. It's one of the best Star Wars experience in video games I've ever had. Um, and then we got um, Jedi. Oh, God, I forgot the name of the second one. Let's just say Fallen Order 2 coming uh, out. Soon. Survivor. Survivor, correct. Um, that I'm really excited about. Star Wars Squadrons came out as well, which was a really quality sort of uh, fighter game um fighter as in like tie fighters and x-wings and all that stuff like uh not like game. punch yeah, no, not like punchy <laughs> in the face game uh but ea has been making a lot of really quality single player games and i and i really do trust them with a marvel ip i think they could really do a good job at this and obviously I, i've seen this everywhere that um the flying mechanics of iron man is that's what they they've really got a nail and obviously everyone keeps saying i never played it but people say anthem is where they nailed flying mechanics. Um, so I, I keep hearing about people saying like, oh, EA needs to take those flying mechanics from Anthem, port it into an Iron Man game, and build the game from that. Um, so either way, I kind of trust them with this. I say kind of, but I do. I, I, I think they're going to make some quality video games with this, and I'm excited to see what they do. Um, so EA, shout out to you guys. I'm, I'm ready for some Marvel experiences from you hopefully they nail it and i think uh i think this is supposed to be story number five but who knows uh, who knows uh, yeah no it looks right okay uh we can go to our actual story number five uh because not really much more to say on that we gotta wait to see what they announce yep square edix has announced an nft game <laughs> uh square enix today has announced a new scam sorry i mean game <laughs> A franchise built around NFTs or non-fungible tokens uh, called Sim Sim Simbo Symbiogenesis Symbi Symbiogenesis Word Soup. In what world, Square Enix? In what world? <laughs> it's the first quote first digital collectible art project designed from the ground <laughs> up for Web Three fans. Sorry, art project caught me off guard there. Uh, set in a self-contained world where a wide cast of characters sim symbiosis symbiosis <laughs> what does that mean all of which know. can be collected as digital art square says it will offer quote an interactive story and a dedicated community and that the art collected by players can be used as a character in the story that takes place in an alternate world where the player can untangle a mystery by completing missions that revolve around questions of the monopolization and distribution of resources who wrote this <laughs> what is happening okay scheduled for spring 2023 it'll come with a free browser <laughs> service and you can use the art as social media profile pictures Oh, Kevin, 
where do we begin with this story? Um, so in, in preparation for trying to come up with a response to the story, I went and looked at Ubisoft Quartz. If you remember Ubisoft Quartz, it was a attempt by Ubisoft to jump into the NFT market using um, Tom Clancy's The Division. Something like that. One of those Tom Clancy games uh. that he's rolling in his grave right now, wondering why the hell his name's attached to this stuff. Um, and they haven't, they released it in, I think, December of 2021. They came out with some new skins of guns and they haven't updated it since March of this year. Um, so it, it died fairly quickly. Uh, nobody was really interacting with the platform. They haven't added any other games to it besides that Tom Clancy game. And it, it seems like it's completely dead in the water. The website is pretty much dead. It hasn't been updated since March. Um, everything still looks like it was just last done in March. Um, so I, I don't see this going anywhere because this is obviously not what we want in the community. This is not what consumers want. Um, this is uh, uh, NFTs and cryptocurrency and this sort of thing is a very niche market. There's a certain group of people that you want to target with this sort of advertising and, and this sort of experience. And they're not sort of intertwined with the gaming community. At least I don't think. I, I, I don't think anybody's excited about this. This is not going to sell. I don't know what they're thinking. This continues with the trend of, I think at the beginning of this year, we talked about a story about how the Square Enix's CEO said something about how they're going to move into the NFT market. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. They've they've been very vocal about how they think there's right. opportunity here, how some players want to um, play to earn or what some some nonsense about oh, how bad. he yeah. thinks there's a market out there for players to to grind. They want to grind away and do this and, and earn <laughs> money. I'm like, oh, get, get out of here. Yeah, um, th this is not going to work. Symbiogenesis. What what is that? That's a ridiculous name. Uh, but this is this is going to be a bad move by Square Enix. I expect this to completely go the same way that Ubisoft Quartz. Now, the difference between the two, right, is Ubisoft Quartz was something that you got cosmetics for an yeah. already existing game, and they were planning on adding more games to mm -hmm. the service. Obviously, they didn't do that because it failed so miserably. Thank God. This isn't like a game. a game. Like it's it's a game involving NFTs. I have no idea how this is going to work. I can't imagine anybody actually purchasing this, purchasing this that is like an NFT bro. That isn't an NFT bro, I guess I should say. I, I, I don't see any regular consumer buying this and expecting a good experience out of it. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's weird. But what if you want to use them as profile pictures on social media? Oh, God. Stop. Uh, first of all, whoever wrote the press briefing that I just read, what, awful. Well, I felt like it was a giant really run-on sentence full of just words that mean nothing. It's I still really don't. Bad. I still don't know what this is. Um, except yeah, for what's the, the gameplay? <laughs> It's a fr all I know is it's an art project. Right? <laughs> art project, really. Uh, and we're gonna. <laughs> it's an interactive story. We're gonna untangle the mysteries about monopolization and distribution. Like it doesn't even. You're just mean? saying. You're just saying words. Square. There's nothing in here that tells me what this actually is, besides the fact that you're <laughs> going to give us pictures and tell us they're worth something. Like I'm. I'm very much against the NFT. Oh, whole yeah. the whole thing like i i think it's a scam i'm i'm not even in on cryptocurrency like i just i don't think Listen, i people these... can, people can tell me the cryptocurrency is the future i don't believe you i will wait to see all right but 99 of nfts and cryptocurrencies target people who are desperate and that's really that's what all these rug pulls pulls are are they're targeting people who are desperate that want money and they're taking advantage of their desperation and then they're basically screwing them over and trying to take what last little bit of money they have. Um, most of it's a scam. It's garbage. Uh, there's no reason to get involved in it. And it doesn't belong in video games. Um, I, I Listen, I know we were up in arms about microtransactions back in the early 2010s. Eventually, us as gamers kind of just accepted that. This is not something we can accept. We have no. to continue basically saying 
or protesting with our wallets that this is not what we want in gaming. Uh, we, we, we can't have this. This is ridiculous. This is stupid. This is predatory towards people who are unfortunate. Um, and, and it shouldn't belong in any video game. And it's ridiculous. Put your resources towards actual video games. That's what we want. But what if it does it belong in an art project, though? You can make an art game without being NFTs. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I can't. I can't with this. Square, you do so much I love, and then you also do stupid crap like this. Oh, um, Square is such a crazy company. Yeah, you want to invest in Dogecoin? 13 cents per I actually Doge. made money off of Dogecoin, so I can't say most, nothing about that. That's the thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, Square Enix, stop what you're doing right now. Get help. All right. Stop. Stop it. Get some help. Get help. <laughs> Ethan, that's gonna do it for our show today because I nice. I have nothing more to say on NFTs. Yep. It's garbage. Um, thanks everyone for coming by watching. If you missed it, make sure to check out our extra life 2022. The me and Taylor trophy room carpool gaming we're all going to rome new york tomorrow mm -hmm. we're gonna be there all weekend 25 hour live stream as i said donate win awesome prizes save kids that's all i got all right so ethan where can people find you discord come to the discord chat it up with us i miss when you had twitter yeah i, I know you twitter you're, you're missing elon all right it's a new era hey he's doing his thing i didn't leave uh, by the way i just want to make this clear i didn't leave because of him i don't want to seemed like a virtue right. signaler ethan, that ethan came to me he's like i can't be on this platform now that Elon no no <laughs> eight eight dollars for my verification yeah right yeah because i was verified before that right <laughs> kevin uh no social media is garbage to me that's why i left it's not because of elon uh and you can find me at the muffin monster one seven i and own seven a on twitter you can also find us at save game media make sure to subscribe if you're new Hit the like button. Share it to all your friends. Until next week, we'll see you. Goodbye. Peace.